Welcome to Relation Fix, the podcast dedicated to creating healthy, happy, and passionate connections with our loved ones. I'm Shana Dubay, your host. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Relation Fix. I am so happy to have you here today. If you're coming back to see us again, welcome back. If you're brand new, welcome to our community. Remember, we are here every single Monday starting at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to talk today about masculine and feminine energy no-nos. So this is a bit of a continuation of our masculine and feminine episode. That was episode number two for us. And this is really kind of about do's and don'ts in relation to these energies. This is going to be a pretty interesting episode. It's probably going to be a little shorter because it's just me today. But before I get started on today's topic, I have had this really in my heart and my mind so much lately, and I wanted to make a quick statement about some of the difficult things going on in our country today. On this podcast, we focus on relationships, and one of the relationships that we have that impacts us in our daily life is our relationship to our society and culture and also to our government. I want to be clear that this is not a political statement, but a moral one. The people in this country need to stand together and talk about real gun control. In the wake of the Covenant School shooting in Tennessee, they quietly signed a law in Florida allowing anyone to carry concealed weapons without a permit or a license. This is the 26th state in the United States to do so, which means more than half of our states have this type of law in place. In our country, just this year alone, there have been 136 mass shootings. And this episode is being recorded on April 4th. So for reference, a mass shooting is considered four or more people shot in one incident, not including the perpetrators. There's tons and tons of statistics and a lot of things out there for information, a lot of organizations putting things together. But what I want to say is there has to be a better way. And I truly believe that at this time, the only way to make these changes to keep our children safe, to keep our society safe, is to have a true grassroots movement where everyone is involved. This issue is not going away. And it seems as if our lawmakers are not really listening to what the people truly want. Almost three quarters of the American population support gun control laws. So how is this happening? We need to vote and take action. Peaceful, nonviolent action, but action nonetheless. This is so important. And I would like to take a moment of silence right now for all the victims of gun violence. Thank you so much. I really felt like I had to say something. It's just been so much on my mind lately. Now let's move on to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> let's talk about masculine feminine energy and some of the things that we should or shouldn't do. So we know from our previous episode that there are two basic energy types in any type of intimate relationship, masculine and feminine. 
I'm going to give just a quick brief overview for those of you who haven't heard the other episode, although you should go back and check it out. No matter what type of relationship you're in, we all emit these two types of energies and we tend to attract the opposite. I really want to note that although we use the terms masculine and feminine, this is much more about how your energy is projected and how you process problems rather than gender or sexual identity expressions. These energies are also on a continuum. So rather than just one or the other, actually a single person can shift between them depending upon the relationship, their time of life, confidence level, gender expression, etc. We all have masculine and feminine energy in us. When we first talked about masculine and feminine energy in our last episode, some of the feedback that we got from listeners was that it felt a bit confusing and convoluted when jumping between the terms around masculine and feminine, male, female, man, woman, etc. So in this episode, I'm mostly going to be using the terms man and woman or male and female just for simplicity and clarity. I in no way wish to exclude our LGBTQ plus community in which I am also a member. So when I'm using these terms, please keep in mind that I am including the masculine and feminine in any gender or sexual orientation within these terms. Let's start with the things that the feminine should avoid doing to the masculine in a relationship. The first one is criticism. This involves disapproval, judgment, Sometimes us women like to coach, quote unquote, our men. This is like a chink in a man's armor. I've heard it equated to kryptonite. It's the point of weakness. And sometimes we women, we kind of like dig into this place. So I actually know a woman. I'm going to call her Jennifer. And she is married and has been married for a while. She has two children. And her husband is a very hardworking man. He spends a lot of time focused on his work and his job. And she feels quite overwhelmed with the children. It's a lot to do. It's a lot to take on. And so in my interactions with her, oftentimes I see that she can be highly critical of her husband. So she feels so overwhelmed. She wants him to help which is a really good thing. And, and he wants to kind of jump in. But the moment she does, because she wants things to be done a very specific way, if he doesn't do it that way, she kind of jumps in and says, why are you doing it like this? Why is it happening like this? Why aren't you doing this? Why isn't this happening? And it's really distressing to see because you can see the stress on his face. You can see the frustration and resentment that's happening internally for him because he's doing his best to try to help out and relieve some of her stress. But in this space, she's just sort of hovering over him. So why would a woman do this? Well, women often worry about external judgments of our own behavior, and we often feel that our partners and our children are an extension of us. Therefore, we will often attempt to change their behavior through disapproval or disappointment in order to discharge our own pain and feel less vulnerable. It's not the best thing to do and actually ends up kind of shooting ourselves in the foot in a way because what happens is the other person, your mate says, why should I even bother? Why do I even want to help? Because I just get criticized no matter what I do. 
So definitely we should try to stay away from that as women. The second thing is control. We try to control our partners. I've talked a little bit about this in the past, but women are survivors. We have had to deal with patriarchal societies for a long time. It's very difficult to live in a world where men are still pretty much in charge most of the time. In our country, we have still never had a woman president, while many other countries have. And it's just sort of indicative of the space that women carry in a lot of ways. So men are historically very dangerous creatures to women. I cannot say this more clearly, but this is not every man. But typically, men are considered quite dangerous for women. And therefore, we will often try to combat that with the need to control things. It's very common to hear men talk about their wives or girlfriends telling them what they can do, when they can do it, what to wear, how to be, etc. This type of thing is often a defense mechanism that women have created in order to feel safer. The problem is, is that it really goes against the very nature of men. Masculine energy thrives on freedom. Men will die for freedom. We all know that scene from Braveheart where William Wallace comes charging in and says, you know, they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. That's how men feel about freedom. So being controlled is something that's really difficult for men and masculine energy, and it's quite emasculating. We talked about masculine energy as being directive, action-oriented, and driven. Men will not be able to fully be in themselves if that's being curbed. If a man truly loves you, he will often try to bend to your will, but it can really cause problems. You can lose polarity, and that destroys passion, attraction, spontaneity. You lose a lot of that space with the control. So you might feel like you have some sort of control over what's happening in your life in a better way that makes you feel more certain and safe, but it can really destroy your relationship because men need to feel free. They need to feel as if they have a choice. And as women, we have to give that to them. The third thing that's a really big no-no to do to men is to close down and close off your love. Resentment is often a big piece of women's psyche nowadays. We often feel overwhelmed with the amount of responsibility piled on us. I actually heard a term not too long ago called kinkeeping. And the idea of kinkeeping is that back in the day when women didn't really work nearly as much, we were in charge of so much that happened in the house from cooking, cleaning, all those day-to-day -day things, but also doctor's appointments and schedules and birthdays and making sure cards went out at the right time, remembering anniversaries, kind of all of those day-to-day -day schedule things that have to happen in order to keep life running. Well, nowadays, the way that our economy is set up and the way that our income is set up, we really require two incomes. And so most women are also working. But the other pieces that came along with kinkeeping 
didn't really get redistributed in a lot of ways. Now, there are men out there who are incredibly helpful, do a lot of things, but I hear from women more often than not that those responsibilities that were originally much more on the feminine side still continue in that space and they have to go to work. So we can feel really, really overwhelmed with responsibility. Women's brains are good at multitasking in a lot of ways because of the way that our brain structure is set up, but it still can feel incredibly stressful. So often women will choose to close down to the love in our relationship. And well, you can see us, we try to control and criticize in order to get our needs met, but it usually ends in frustration because it's just not good for the masculine. And so we close down. And for men, this is incredibly detrimental. Men truly want their partners to be happy and healthy. Most men feel it's their duty to provide us this. They often feel like failures if their partner is unhappy. So when we close down and we take away our love and approval, it just feels so bad to them. And it actually makes them go further away. And let me tell you, men are by far better at closing down than women. And so what ends up happening is you have two people totally shut down and shut out. So your relationship is just going to kind of go down the tubes. So these three things, as a woman, you should attempt to avoid at all costs. So to all my women and feminine folks out there, sometimes it's really difficult not to foist our own vulnerability or pain off on others, particularly the ones that are closest to us. But the more that you can avoid that, the better. Our partners want us to be happy and healthy, so it's better to validate, appreciate, and praise them. Go back and take a listen to the validation episode that we did. Plug, plug. It's really good. And it talks about the way that we communicate because you get to show them how much you love having them in your life. If you attempt to criticize or control them, in the moment that that's happening, I want you to try to be aware. Just think, is this really necessary for me to say? And you will see that there are many times it isn't. Be self-reflective. And you will see that this often comes from a place of our own insecurities. We're so worried about being judged and held to a standard. I've heard my mothers say to me, nobody ever says, hey, you know, did your dad raise you that way? Or didn't your dad raise you right? It's didn't your mom raise you right? There's a lot of pressure, especially when there's children involved. I want, I want to reiterate that there are obviously men that do not fit into this category, but many do. And so remember that masculine is attracted to feminine. You don't need to be controlling to get them to love you. If any of you listen to our relationship case study interview with Jean and Debbie, which, oh my gosh, was so good. Apparently I'm reflecting back to all sorts of episodes today, <laughs> but Jean expressed on multiple occasions how much Debbie's care and nurturing of him was one of his biggest attractors to her. His masculine energy is attracted to her feminine energy. She doesn't need to control him. He wants to be with her because of the way that her femininity attracts him. So move back into your feminine space and let go of that sort of controlling masculine energy. It will help a lot. It really will. So now that we covered that, let's talk about 
the things that the masculine should avoid doing to the feminine. First and foremost, women want and need to be seen. This is something I've talked about in multiple episodes, and it continues to be true. Just like men want women to be happy, women also want their men to be happy. And because of this, women tend to work very hard to keep everything running smoothly. We talked about kin keeping. This is a big thing for women. We do this in service of our families and for our own survival. Women often sacrifice much of themselves for their families, and nothing feels better than for that sacrifice to be noticed. This comes back again to validation, appreciation, and praise, and this time is coming from the masculine to the feminine. Men, don't take for granted all the things your partners do for you. Notice them and say it. Back in the day when the Blue Collar Comedy Tour came out, I used to love to listen to that. And Jeff Foxworthy made this statement one time that women were like diesel engines. You could put a little fuel in them and they'll go a long, long way. And it's really true. We often feel unseen. And the more that you notice us, the more that you show us how much you appreciate us, the more we actually want to give back. The more we're noticed, the more we want to give. And so that leaves us open. And we want to give you freedom. We want to give you praise and validation back. So it kind of goes both ways. So that's the first one. The second one is interesting because it's similar to the first one, but a little bit different. So just as important as being seen is being understood. I can recognize that this can be really hard for men because men and women think very differently about the world. Our brains function differently. We evolve differently. It's just, it's tough. So this is what I'm going to say about this. Just validate their feelings, and most often, they will work their way out of the problem themselves. Men often feel the need to fix things, to solve everything, and most of the time, we don't want that. Sometimes we do, and if we ask for something to be fixed, then that can be much more direct, like we might want something fixed, but most often, we just want you to understand that something is hard for us, and to tell us that it's okay for us to feel a certain way about it. Even if we're kind of being like a little crazy and doing some of the aforementioned things that we should try to avoid, sometimes we just want to know that it's okay, that what we feel is valid. And we need you to just actively listen instead of becoming defensive or like, what's the problem? How do I fix it? We just want to know that you care about us. So we want you to sit there and say, I see you. I hear you. Okay. I understand. And oftentimes we can kind of, when you do that, we can kind of see our own crazy. The third thing for women is safety. Now, obviously, physical safety is really important to us. And we talked a little bit before about women's tendency to, to control things when we feel inherently unsafe in the world or worried about rejection, that kind of thing. So safety is really, really important. Any type of violent or dangerous behavior obviously would create a feeling of being unsafe, but it's more than just that. We need to feel safe in our emotional selves. So as women, we have more neural connections between the two hemispheres of our brain. And therefore, when we process problems, we process with both the logical and emotional pieces of our brain. It's probably why 
more women cry than men because when men are processing problems, they use the logical piece of their brain. That does not mean that men don't have emotions. Emotions are human, not gendered, but oftentimes the expression of emotions is gendered. So I'll give you an example from my own relationship. So in my current relationship, there are times when one or both of us want to express a feeling that we have in relation to someone else's behavior. And when we talk about it, if the other person starts to feel a little bit of shame or to feel like I'm not measuring up in some way and you're unhappy about it, we can get defensive. So if I say I have a problem with something that Melissa's doing or not doing, and she starts to get defensive and say, well, I've been doing this and I've been taking care of the house and I've been trying to do these other things and I've been working and all these things. When that happens, I begin to feel emotionally unsafe. Now, that's not her intention, even at all. But that is what happens because she starts to tell me all the reasons why I should not feel the way that I feel. And when that happens... I feel like I'm totally invalidated. And when you feel invalidated like that, you start to say, oh, I should never have said anything because it just started an argument. I should have just sucked it up and held it in, which let me tell you is not a good way to be. And so in that moment, if she can be fully present with me, look at me and acknowledge that my feelings are not a sign of her inadequacy, but just my feelings. And she can open and say, I understand. We're going to get through this together. It's going to be okay. Then I feel so safe. I feel like it's okay to be my full self. And of course, because I have had a lot of triggers and trauma around being too sensitive and being a very emotional person, being too much, I can be extra sensitive around those things, which is really hard for her to manage. I'm not necessarily the easiest person. I don't know if you've gotten that from some of our other episodes, but sometimes I can be hard. But if she meets me with that place, then there's nothing for me to argue about. When she meets me in a place of validation, I feel safe. I feel like, okay, it's I it's okay for me to feel this way. And actually, like, am I even being that honest? Like, maybe I'm not sitting in a place of contribution and noticing the things that she's doing for me. Hmm. Maybe I need to do a better job at that. So it deflates me. It takes the wind out of my sails and it brings me back to that place. And I feel so safe and connected. Now, if I show up in a way that is angry or has bad behavior, she has every right to call me on that. But if she can understand that underneath it, I'm just feeling scared or overwhelmed and my intention is not to hurt her, and she meets me with that calm presence, it dissipates really quickly. So men, my masculine folks, see your partners. Show them you understand by validating their feelings and asking them how they feel and make sure they feel safe in their full selves, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. The more that you can do this without attempting to fix everything or go on the defensive, your relationship will begin to transform even more. They will start to let go quite a bit as trust builds. You'll gain more freedom and the openness that you really want in that relationship. 
Per usual, I wanted to talk a little bit about input that I got from our listeners. And so our Facebook question that we put up this week was, what is your biggest communication challenge in your relationship? We do seem to get common themes with with each question. And one of the most common themes is dealing with conflict without being emotional or shutting down. And so we did talk about shutting down a bit. And when you see that shutting down happens in relation to men, you can see it happens in relation to women as well. Men tend to shut down or be angry, which is really hard, right? So if you're angry, what's your woman going to feel? Unsafe, because that's going to be scary. And women, if you shut down, how are men going to feel? They're going to feel excluded. They're going to feel kept out. They're going to feel like failures. They might have some shame feelings or guilt feelings that come up. So you want to avoid moving into that place as much as possible and kind of come back to that validation, appreciation, and praise. So some specific comments that came out that I thought were really interesting. So the first comment is from Brooke Kay, and she said, saying how I feel is her biggest communication challenge. She said, my ex would get mad at everything I I said that bothered me. So you can see how... When she would talk about the things that bothered her, what was his response? He felt like he was being criticized. And in that moment of criticism, we talked about that being like kryptonite. That's the chink in the armor for men. He felt like he couldn't do something right. He probably felt shame. And that really breaks down communication. It ends up being really hard. And so for Brooke, I would say, you know, how did you approach it? And does he have ability? to be open and to create emotional safety for her. So you can see how these things kind of jumble up into this space and how moving away from these no-nos is will help in a level of communication. Our second comment was Javi A. And his response to the question about communication challenges was dealing with conflict and discussing issues with how we're feeling. Relationships always need honest communication to work. Avoiding conflict and bottling one's emotions will inevitably result in relationship issues. And that is part of what we just talked about, where if people don't feel safe to express themselves in the relationship, you end up shutting down on both sides, and it creates a chasm. That happens with that level of defensiveness, And then the other person feels it's not safe to talk about what they want to talk about. So you want to avoid that. So there were so many good comments, and I really appreciate all the people who answered the question. And you can really see how these particular no-nos kind of creep into these relationships. So during the next week, what I would like you to do is attempt to meet your partner with these concepts. So my feminine folks, pay attention to any times where you are being a little critical or controlling and try a new tactic. Ask yourself if it's okay if he does something that's a little different as long as the result ends up okay. Ask yourself if it's necessary. I often ask myself, is this something I'm going to be worried about in a month from now? If the answer is no, then I try to let it go. Try to meet that with a new space. Move into a space of contribution and feel grateful that you have a partner there that's attempting to help you in some way, even if it's not exactly the way that you want it to be. 
Spend your time going within and asking yourself how you're feeling and communicate that way. Use your I feel statements. Say to your mate, when you do this, I feel like this. Or I'm having a really hard time right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Can you help me with this? Women are not so great at asking for help. We get into that place of like, oh, he should just know what I want him to do. He should just be able to read my mind and do it. That is a dangerous road to go down. I understand the tendency, but it's not really helpful and it doesn't get either of your needs met. So tell them how you feel. Ask for help and try to avoid coming at them harshly or closing down. Remember, most of our partners really want us to be happy. For our masculine peeps, let go of the need to feel defensive or your fix-it mentality. Just listen. Tell your partner it's going to be okay, that you're going to get through things together, that you're there for them, that they're not alone in this. Attempt to see that their difficulty is probably coming from some sort of insecurity and not a failure on your part, even if it looks like they're criticizing you. Be open. Sit and listen. See what happens. See how she responds. Validate, appreciate, and praise. Tell her you're grateful that she's sharing how she feels, even if you're not 100% grateful. (laughs) And women, Try to keep it on the shorter side. That is really helpful for men. So I know this episode's a little bit shorter today, but I just wanted to give you some quick, you know, no-nos and some quick tips on how to better communicate in a way that the other person can really hear you and in order to really improve the feeling and the depth of your relationship. So thank you so much once again for joining me. Until our next episode, be well, and I can't wait to see you next time. If you want to share your experience, write a comment or contact us on Instagram at relationfixpod or email us at relationfixpodcast at gmail.com and tell us about it. All this information will be available in the show notes as well. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share it with your loved ones. 